This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on this awesome radio show today, please go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. On the website, you're going to find tons of great resources to utilize. One of those is our radio page, and you can click there and check out all of our past shows that we do weekly. You can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, if you ever have any specific questions, you can uh, ask those directly there as well. Now, listeners, getting ready for retirement isn't a simple thing, and there's just not a clear path uh, for everybody to go to, you know, to get to the end and be ready to retire. Uh, At different points in your life, retirement means different things. I mean, when you're like 30 years old and you're still early in your career, retirement just seems like a dream. It's just so far away. But when you turn 50 or 55, retirement is just right in front of you. Um, you're thinking about it much more often. And the fact is that preparing for retirement means different things to different people, depending on different points uh, in your life. And when you know when you're on the younger side, you uh, may be certain that your retirement will mean living full time on a sailboat or something like that, right? But the reality is when you get closer to retirement, you start to actually talk and think about the nitty gritty details of what you're going to need to be able to retire. So on our show today, We're going to talk about, you know, what you need to think through about 10 years before you retire, five years before you retire, and then just one year before you retire. And I'm going to bring in my great co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, to help us explore those different stages before retirement. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Yeah. And uh, which one of those is the panic stage? That's the one I'm in. No, I'm kidding. If you work (laughs) with a financial professional like yourself, Nick, uh, you don't have to panic, right? And that's what we're going to talk about today, what you need to know uh, 10 years out, five years out, and one year out uh, from retirement, what you need to have in place. And I think that is absolutely huge. Great topic today. But before we get into that, I have to say one of my favorite shows you and I have ever done together was last week's show because you had your brother Zach on. I call it the Zach attack. So it was because we had Zach on. That's why it was your favorite show, Tony. Jones Financial Talk got uh, the Zach attack happened. and Upgraded to Jones 2.0 with two Jones yes, brothers. Yes, uh, the Jones brothers and your Nick Jones. Be sure to listen to that. If you uh, if you click on a radio page, listeners, you can listen to the replay that's available there. We talked about alternative investments. Yeah, it's a really great show. Uh, and Zach talked a bit about uh, working in the timber industry. That's awesome. And we talked about alternative investments. I encourage our listeners to go back, check that one out. You know, Nick, I've had a great week. I got to spend some time with my family. That was fun. I got to see a lot of friends as well. How about you? What have you been doing this past week? Keeping busy? It's been a great week. You know, I feel like with the market settling down, now we're halfway through 2023. 
we're getting back to the normal conversations that we want and like to have with our clients, which is more retirement based and financial planning based. And, um, you know, so the reasoning behind this show is once again, I've always got tons of prospects reaching out to us, asking us specific questions about what should I really be doing prior to retirement? And the best thing to do is plan and think through the options of what you should do so that when you get to that point, you don't freak out like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I couldn't agree more. When uh, I was in my 20s, I was sure I could shape the rest of my life into whatever I wanted it to be. Right. Totally. Uh, that's totally. how we all feel. And that's great. Uh, and to a certain extent, that has worked out for me. But I think the older we get, we realize that sometimes life is about reacting as best we can to what's happening around us. And part of that is uh, financial planning, and you need to be able to plan for retirement. I mean, a lot of people don't think about it, but it's a third of your life. It's not the end of your life. It's a new beginning. When you retire, that's the beginning of a new chapter in your life. So uh, I think this is great. Where do you want to start us off on this conversation? You know, so before we get started on a couple of specific uh, topics, I wanted to mention to our listeners that for us at our firm, uh, a big part of financial planning when you come to us is figuring out and organizing a complete retirement blueprint. And part of that is an income plan, which is really ultimately what you need to have a written income plan to know what you're going to get based on what you need in retirement. And so, you know, kind of tying into that, Tony, a good first step for most people when you're, say, 10 years away from retirement is probably to determine just exactly how much money you're going to need annually. And th- this is not a one size fits all answer, right? Um, a lot of people talk about the 80% rule, and that does work for many people. The 80% rule simply means that you should have a financial strategy that provides you with about 80% of your pre-retirement income. Uh, and that's obviously to maintain your current lifestyle. Okay. And while your percentage may be adjusted, if you plan, you know, to downsize significantly in retirement or intend to travel frequently, 80% is a very good kind of jumping off point to start with. Well, yeah. So I've heard that 80% rule uh, tossed about before. And uh, I know that sounds like a pretty good one. Although I know a lot of people, Hey, I don't want to take a cut, a pay cut in retirement. Right. So that's right. But if you think about the the types of things that people spend their money on, most people that save a lot of money for retirement, that's 10, 15, 20% of their income right there. Sure. So th- th- that gets them closer to that 80% number. That's Tony. true. And, and when it comes to determining how much retirement income you're going to need to maintain your preferred lifestyle, obviously working with someone like yourself, Nick, is going to be a good move because you can help them assess <laughs> where their finances are currently. And, you know, you can stay steady on toward retirement. And Nick, you'll help them figure out if adjustments are in order, right? Yeah. And you know that, like I said, this is not a perfect science, but backing into some very specific numbers is often helpful. Um, You know, you're going to want to determine how much money you're going to need to have saved, obviously, in total before you retire. And once you decide, you know, how much money you're going to need each year during retirement, using uh, some other standard kind of rules of thumb, like a four to 5% withdrawal rate can help you determine how much you want to have saved in total. Um, And so this rule, Tony, the 4% rule suggests that, you know, retirees can withdraw about 4% of the retirement savings annually, and it would last them about 30 years. Um, 
even if you adjust for uh, adjust that that four percent rule for inflation uh, without really outliving your money. Um, that's just a very very simple simple uh, calculation. Sure. So you know if you had two million dollars for instance saved, you could potentially withdraw about eighty thousand dollars a year your first year in retirement. And if inflation jumps up by say I don't know three percent in the first year. Um, the next year you'd take around 82,500 bucks out. Okay. And so the point here is living on a 4% annual kind of draw starting point is a great idea. But let me mention this. One thing that is incredibly important is where's the money coming from? If it's in retirement accounts, 4% of your retirement account does not take into account what? Taxes. Taxes. Yep. Right. So if you got two million bucks and you think you're sitting pretty and everything's great and you're going to take 80 grand a year, well, that 80 grand isn't going to be 80 grand. It's going to be more like 20. I'm sorry, more like 60. Yeah, because they're going to take 20. 20. Yeah, the the government's going to take it, right? So you got to think about that specific situation as well. Yeah, most people's retirement accounts like traditional IRAs and 401ks, things like that, as you've mentioned in the past, Nick, are joint accounts. They're not just yours. They're joint accounts with Uncle Sam. Yeah, that's exactly right? right. Yeah, and that's that's not a good thing. So <laughs> I, I see I see what you're saying. Use that four uh, percent rule as a general guide, but customize it. Make sure you're working with somebody like yourself to make sure that's going to work for you because everybody's situation is different, right? It is, and you know I think another very very important step is really determining, like I mentioned earlier on the show, your income plan. Uh, where's everything coming from? I mean, you're you're likely to receive some type of social security or pensions. So you need to sit down with somebody and make sure that you project that out. And you also have to understand how that's going to grow depending on when you take it and when you're going to draw it. And so um, coming up with a consistent income plan, which in, in my opinion, Tony, doesn't mean anything unless it's in writing, right. is the next thing that you definitely want to do. And you should start that as soon as 10 years before retirement, because if you don't, you're not thinking about all the different sources of income that you're going to have. And how many years do you have to work in order to get a social security benefit? 10, yeah, 10, 40 quarters, yep. right? So the end of your career, if you make more money has a huge impact on what your social security is going to be is the point I'm trying yeah. to make. Yeah. And that factors into it for sure. Uh, but you need to plan out and figure out what that social security income is going to be. And I know you can help people do that. If they struggle <clears> with that, you can help them uh, go to SSA.gov, figure <clears> out what their full retirement amount will be um, and uh, their full insurance amount, I should say, and what they're you know at their full retirement age or if they take it early or if they wait and let it roll up. So I know there are many. We can get deep in the weeds. You've done whole shows on social security maximization. But I am glad you brought it up because it is a key part of figuring out uh, what you need in retirement, even 10 years out, right? Sure thing. You know, I just thought, Tony, when you were talking about those reports, Social Security Max, for instance, um, I kind of have an outline what a financial blueprint is. I know I have in previous shows when we talked about my book and we we do do those on occasion sure. and continue to kind of run back to them. But, you know, obviously looking at social security is a very, very important step. And like Tony said, if you have not actually sat down and run the numbers and had specific software to organize what the income part is going to be, you got to do it. 
That's a huge yeah. important part that Tony mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Tony, another thing that I think people that are, are definitely say in that 10 year range before retirement need to do is just, they've got to ensure that their 401k elections match the actual risk tolerance that they want to yep. take. This is a huge mm-hmm. one. I mean, last year when the market was down 20%, unfortunately, I had multiple prospects that came to our firm that did not sit down with their advisors, did not talk to them last year, and they were down almost as much as the market, 15, 18, 20%. And, you know, in their situation, if you're already retired, you don't want to go back to work and make it. Right. I mean, you're you're just in a bad situation. But what you can do to protect yourself if you're still working is to ask yourself some very, very specific questions. You know, are your portfolios allocated correctly in your 401k plan? Um, it's very important to consider, consider is the key word, becoming more conservative with your finances as you age. And so a lot of 401k plans have different types of solutions and products like target date funds that try to naturally do that for you. But that's not the answer to everyone. Right. Last year, everything went down. The market went down stocks. When I say the market, the stocks, stocks in the stock market went down 20%. Bonds, because inflation was high and, and interest rates started going up like crazy, um, were down 15%. So a blended portfolio did no good for you last year, right? right? And so <clears throat> you just really need to talk to somebody, make sure that you're looking at all the different available options and considering that on a regular basis. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. But before the break, let our listeners know how they can have a uh, Social Security Maximization Report run how they can figure out their risk tolerance and where their investments are at and get a copy of your book. Uh, we're, we're offering all of that to our listeners today. All they have to do is uh, get a hold of you and they can do that through the website, correct? That's right. Just jonesfinancialtalk.com covers all of those specific situations that you just mentioned, Tony. Um, gives our listeners the ability to get great resources for free um, and then request additional information possibly from us to See if we might be able to offer him a great second opinion. All right. Sounds great. Uh, again, that's jonesfinancialtalk.com. Check it out. And we'll be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, after this. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, We feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our retirement income toolkit. Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Nick Jones. Now, Nick, today you've been breaking down some of the steps that people want to take when they reach the three clear milestones before retirement, 10 years from retirement, five years before retirement, and one year. And we covered the 10-year, I believe, 
Uh, now we're going to pivot to the five years away from retirement. What do you have for us there? Sure thing. So step one, when you're five years away from retirement is actually the same step as being 10 years away from retirement. Um, it's how much money do you think you're going to need? Right. And the reason why it's important to think through that again is because when you crunch the numbers at the five-year mark, I want you to compare them to the 10-year mark. And what's changed? I mean, do you still anticipate you know, needing less income during retirement or more? Um, has your family situation changed in such a way that um, you have the ability to either have less or more income? What I'm thinking about specifically here is if you have children, you know, the kids are probably now out of the house. Right. Maybe they're done done going to college. Maybe they're married. Maybe they're not such a um, lovable drain on your own pocket. Right. I love them. I have two children yes. myself. But you understand what I'm sure. saying. And so um, it's important for you to think about that family situation, what's changed and what you're going to need. Because when we talk about that 80% rule, for instance, you might be able to live on a lot less than what you initially did when you had kids at home and when you were putting a lot of your money away in the, in the 401k and retirement portfolios. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of good reasons to work with somebody like yourself, a financial advisor, but making sure your life changes are adequately reflected in that financial strategy. That's as good a reason as any in my book. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, a lot of this is projection based as we've talked about, right, Tony? Right. And so, the nice thing about closer to retirement, the five-year mark, is you know, you're going to be able to be probably in a position uh, to determine a little bit closer to how long you expect to be in retirement. Right. At that point, you'll know how long your parents lived. Yep. You'll know about longevity in your, in your family. Um, you know, if you want to be 65 on your preferred retirement date, then you're going to retire uh, and spend you know, 20 to 25 years, if not more in, in retirement, like you said, Tony, a you know, a third of your life. And so, um, you have to be prepared for that multi-decade retirement and what comes with it. And, you know, if you're in good health, um, taking steps to maintain it, um, you know, and, and, and depending on your, your family, family's history of longevity, you're going to want to talk uh, to your financial services professional about, about those specific types of things so that you don't have the unfortunate situation of outliving your money. Right. Um, but you know, Tony, preparing for a long retirement is, is about more than just money as we've discussed on the show today, or I'm sorry, on, on previous shows. Um, you know, you got to think about that and you know, what are you going to do every single day socially? What are you going to do when you retire? How much time are you going to spend, uh, on the couch versus, you know, going out and doing things that are fun and what's that going to cost you? It's supposed to be fun, but what's it going to cost you? Yeah. Looking at the cost is important. And, um, uh, you know, retirement is supposed to be fun, but again, there's the financial planning aspect. And Hey, if you work 40 to 50 hours a week, 52 weeks a year for say 45, 50 years, that's a lot of time that was spoken for. But once you're off the clock for good, you've got to figure out a productive way to fill all that time. And, uh, Definitely. I'm not just talking about golf, Nick, you, you, we have to do something other than that. Uh, but, uh, that'll be fun for a lot of people, but you have to have a purpose to get up every day. Right. Tony knows I'm a golfer. I love oh, yeah. golf for sure, but even I wouldn't be able to play golf every day. I mean, uh, I try it on the weekends, a couple of days on the weekends and I'm tired. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's other things that you, that, that you have to do. Um, you know, one other thing that you should definitely think through when you're about five years away from retirement based on longevity in your family is thinking about long-term care insurance. 
And this is becoming more and more serious in our country. 70% of people will need some type of long-term care, especially for the simple fact that people are living longer because we have better medical services. And so, you know, um, you just really need to think through that. I mean, we could live into our 80s, 90s, um, and and long-term care is going to be a very, very costly expense. Why are you thinking about it now? Why am I telling you to think about it five years before you retire? Because the younger you are, the cheaper it is when you start, right? And also, many of the products that we talk with our clients about have very specific benefits if they're started earlier. Um, And so, you know, don't think to yourself, insurance for long-term care is similar to home insurance or car insurance, meaning, well, I'm renewing my car insurance. I need car insurance this year. I'm going to get it right now. No, if you pre-plan this before you get to the point where you need it, you are going to save a ton of money. Um, And that's the whole point and probably have a, a better opportunity to have significant benefits in those types of solutions if you consider it before you retire. Yeah, that time horizon longevity leads to long-term care. More and more people are needing it as they get older because people are living longer is one of the issues, but uh, that's a good thing in a way, but we have to deal with long-term care. And uh, it's like you've said before, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Plan for the best, prepare for the worst. That's not a bad rule to follow. Definitely, and people are going to laugh they're not going to like it. You're not going to like this next comment because we always get here eventually and it's budget, the B Uh-oh. word, the bad B yep, word, yep. right? Uh, but but that's really what you need to do. I mean, when I sit down with clients that need help figuring out, projecting what they need, it's, it's straightforward, but you got to do it. Most of your expenses in retirement will be fixed uh, on things like housing and vehicles sure. and groceries. Um, but you got to remember to put in the discretionary spending and and things that you like to do, travel, golf, hobbies, like we talked about. Um, The point is the clients that are the most successful when they retire are the ones that have a good budget and monitor it between five and one years before retirement because they know really well what they live on and they know really well what to expect that they need. Yeah, you got to map out those expenses and get a spending plan in place. If you don't like the B word, use the use the term spending plan instead of budget. But, uh, you know, um, uh, I think, uh, I, I'm not at the five-year mark yet, but, um, yeah, I'd probably be inclined to overestimate my expected discretionary spending during retirement. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what else, is there anything else on this one you want to talk about? So, so clearly you should be tracking and, uh, creating a complete list of all your expected, income sources in retirement. So this is going to include uh, your savings account, social security, pensions, annuities, 401ks, uh, you know, different investments that you have, just about anything that's going to potentially provide retirement income. And, um, you know, when you tally it all up, you got to compare it against your expenses. And how does it look? Are you, are you feeling good about that or nervous? And most people are nervous and that's why they come and they talk to us and that, and that's totally fine. That's what we do every single day. Once you give us all of the details, we're able to sit down, do some great projections and let you know, you know, if you're on track to achieve those goals or not. Uh, here, here's the, here's the key. I've had so many clients come into me, Tony, Say, well, I sat in front of my advisor and they basically said, yeah, you can do what you want to do. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. The answer is let me see it in writing and show me that it will actually yeah. work. 
I mean, a current prospect I just worked with that's now a client said, look, this is all, this is all great, but I want, I want you to project out exactly to the dollar what I can spend. So I know that this plan is going to work and I have no problem doing that. I do it for every single client. And if you're not willing to put that in writing and see it, and you just think to yourself, I'm good. I'm going to take a thousand or $2,000 a month off my retirement investments and things are going to be fine. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. You need to review right. this. And so, and, and that's another key point. Um, if you're not sitting down doing quarterly or semi-annual or annual reviews with your advisor and specifically talking about income, that's a red flag. Almost every single time I sit down with a client, no matter how many times I've met with them, I ask them how their income is. And there's a reason for it because, <laughs> because if their income's bad or it's good or, or whatever the situation is, depending on how much they're pulling off their investments, it can make a huge difference. Yep. I'm telling you, I've seen this for 20 years. So uh, very, very important topic. Sorry yeah. to get off on a little tangent. No, there. no worries. And, you know, I think you've covered basically uh, the 10-year mark, and we've talked about the five-year mark. Now, what about the steps we may want to take when we hit that one-year mark before retirement? What's what's that? So I like to sit down with clients uh, at least a couple of times, twice in that final year when they're working. Mm-hmm. Um because you're going to have a very good idea if you've done correct planning before that happens of kind of where you want to be and where you need to be. Uh, but you clearly need to go over everything in detail again, your your budget, your expenses, the uh, investments that you have and, and how they relate to what you expected. Uh, perfect example, Tony. If I sat down with somebody three years ago when the markets were phenomenal and they had grown, um, grown you know, 10, 12, 15% a year, and they thought they were going to retire at the beginning of or middle of 2022. And then the market went down 20%. How does that affect you? That's a big difference, right? And so, yeah. and so you, you got to do up to the minute kind of planning in that final year and stage. And so I always recommend sitting down a couple of times. You clearly need to talk with your advisor about your portfolio and how you're allocated, but you also need to remember and think about things like social security, when to start it, uh, when to apply for benefits and also Medicare. That's a big one yeah. too. Well, Hey, guess what? We're out of time. It flew by. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today, Nick? This is probably the number one topic of things that I sit down with new prospects about income planning, uh, review of your current accounts, review of social security, review of Medicare. It's a complete package. And so I would just encourage our listeners to go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. You can request lots of this information on there. Um, every week I talk to new prospects about their specific situation that fall into one of these categories, 10 years, five years, or one year before retirement. And so uh, we, this is what we do every day. Take us up on the offer. Give us a call, listeners, please. All right. Sounds great. And that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.